Good morning. I'm going to drag you along with me this morning. Okay? And, and we should make it a rule that you can't look at weather reports for like several days before Sunday. Because you get depressed. Okay? And then you come to church and you're depressed. We don't need to be depressed. Wow, wow. You guys are worse than I thought. We don't need to be depressed. It's just water, okay? Just a little water. All right? Are you okay? Are you with me? I'm nervous. I'm going to read to you from a children's book this morning. We've been talking throughout this month about questions that we ask God. We've called this series, Why God? And, and I got to, this. sometimes God has a sense of humor, okay? Somebody came and set this on my desk on Thursday. And I was looking at it and I realized that it fit perfectly with my message this morning. This is a book of things of, that children have written. They're prayers that they've written to God, okay? And so our whole, our whole series has been about questions that we have for God. And so let me read you just a couple of these questions that kids, they want to know the answers to. Here's one that says, Dear God, is it true my father won't get into heaven if he uses bowling words in the house? Amen. <laughs> mommy's, been, mommy's been talking to daddy about bowling words, hasn't she? Here's another one. Dear God, I would like to know why all the things you said are in red. Just let that one sink in. If you had a Bible where all of Jesus' words are in red. That was a good one. That was by Joanne. Um, here's one that was uh, given by Darla. And this one, man, this is good. God, did you really mean do unto others as they would do unto you. She's close. She's close, okay? Do you really mean do unto others as they would do unto you? Because if you did, then I'm going to fix my brothers. Those are awesome. In a USA Today poll, the question was asked, what would you ask God? If you could get a direct and an immediate answer. Just think about that for a second. What would you ask God? If you could get a direct and immediate answer. And the number one response. And this, it's not by kids writing a letter to God. This is, this is by people that are being polled by USA Today. And their number one answer is this, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Why am I here? Why do I exist? That's what I want to take a look at today. Because I think that some of us have been asking that very same question. Some of you, you might have been recognizing that that's a question that you've been asking since you were young and you never feel like you quite 
have gotten the answer. So how do we find that answer? Let me tell you this, that at the end of the service, and I want to prepare, I want to prepare all of you. I'm going to ask people that have been uh, connect group leaders here at Silver Creek Church. I'm going to ask if, if you teach in some capacity here, if, if you're a deacon or if you're a spouse, if you're a staff person, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to ask you at the end of the service, and I'll let you know, I'm going to have those people come forward and, and just spread all the way across the front. And I believe that God is going to be speaking to some of you, to some of us. And we're asking that question, why am I here? And I believe that the most important thing that's going to happen today is going to happen right here when that happens at the end of the service. So I want, I want you to be prepared. I want you to be ready. Whether you're the one that's going to come and pray with people or whether you're going to come and ask somebody to pray with you, we're going to, we want to be ready for what God wants to do. So how do we answer that question? Well, the first thing that we need to do is we need to come to some understandings. We need to come to, to understand what is it that, that we believe, and we need to believe that God made us. God made you. God made me. You know, there's young people in our families, young people in our community that are asking that question. They're asking that question, why am I here? But they don't know how they got here because they have been given a theory. They've been taught a theory. And it's the only thing that they've been taught. And those theories that they've been taught have told them that they are here by a random accident. And it's easy it's easy to struggle when you feel like you're an accident. It's easy to believe that you're an accident. Because this world is so big, how could there be any intentionality to, to my situation, to the fact that, that I'm ultimately here? And if you, if you believe that you're an accident, how can you know your purpose? Because everything is totally random. But God says something in the book of Genesis that's not random at all. In fact, it is the most specific thing that God ever said that affected human life. He said, let us make man in our image. That's not random. That's specific. And we understand that, that, that and, and sometimes we overly assume that God is only speaking about Adam. But when we read the rest of the book, we understand that he wasn't just talking about Adam. That he was talking about you. It's talking about me. The psalmist in Psalm 139 says this. He said, for you created my inmost being. 
You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I want you to understand something this morning that God is active in the creation of every person. That every one of us have been created in his image and in his likeness, the likeness of God. That, that you are not the result of a, a moment of passion. You're not the result of a choice by two people to bring you into this world. You're not the result of a floating cosmic pod that's come in, literally just floated in from another galaxy to bring all of the materials that are necessary for the Big Bang to take place. Answers for you and I, there, there, there's some important questions that need to be answered. And if we come to the understanding that, that we are created by God, it answers a lot of other questions that we have, not only in our own lives, but in our world, in our culture, in our society. The importance, the sanctity of human life. If we are created in God's image from the moment of conception, we're in his likeness. We've been created in his image. In order for us to know why we're here, we've got to start with who. And the who is God that he created each of us. When you think about the numerical possibilities, the fact that it's you sitting here and not someone else is unbelievable. We've got to be convinced that God made us. Secondly, we need to believe that you've been created for a reason. You can say, well, I believe God created me, but still believe that you've been created totally randomly. Have you ever wondered to yourself, why did God create me? We need to be convinced that we've been created with a purpose. Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, For in him all things were created. That includes you. That includes me. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. You were created not only by him, but you were created for him. So believing that God made you is only the first step. Next, we need to be convinced that God has a specific reason for creating you because he created you for himself. And he did not do so randomly. He did so for a specific purpose. He says all things are created by him and for him. 
We've been created for his purpose. So what is that purpose? How do we find that purpose? Let me tell you about a guy named Bill. Bill grew up in a middle-class family in Evanston, Indiana. As a young man, he was an athlete. He was an artist. He attended the University of Notre Dame, traveled Europe, and after college had a lucrative job offer, a couple of them, in fact, one as a hospital therapist, the other as an executive trainee in a major uh, airline. But before accepting either of those positions, he decided to stop by his church. While he was there, he distinctly heard the words, you lead, I'll follow. And he heard them three times. And then he heard the words, don't be afraid, give all your trust. Now to you and me, that, 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 that may not mean much for you, but it meant something to Bill that day. And so it wasn't very long until Bill accepted a call into the ministry. And he was assigned to work with young people. And they soon used Bill to work with gangs. And he became known simply as Brother Bill. Bill would minister to the vice lords and the gangster disciples. His mission field was Cabrini Green, a housing project in downtown Chicago. Fifty-three times, Brother Bill walked directly into gunfire, and 53 times he came away without a scratch. The residents of Cabrini-Green and the gangs that call it home believe that God sent Brother Bill. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, the Apostle Paul says this, In him we were chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. You and I have been chosen according to the purpose of God's will. Chosen for something specific. You say, Pastor Kevin, you do not understand what my life has been like. My parents abused me physically, emotionally, mentally. Maybe that's your story. It's not mine, but maybe it's yours. And so as we talk about God's purpose for your life, you have a hard time getting beyond those things. Maybe you say to yourself, I was abandoned by my parents. No one cared for me. Or I've been rejected by my spouse and I'm completely broken. You say, my mom was pregnant and my dad left her to raise me on my own. Friends, these are all terrible circumstances, but none of them change the fact that you have been created by God for a purpose, and that purpose is His purpose. Not yours, not mine, not America's, not the church's, but God's purpose. 
Jeremiah the prophet writes in chapter 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. No matter what your past has been, God has a purpose. God has a hope. God has a future for your life. And it's wrapped up in the purpose and plans that he has. Next, we need to understand that the purpose that God has called us to, the plan that God has for us, it will glorify God. You can ask yourself, am I, am, am, am I functioning in God's purpose and God's plan? And one of the questions we should ask is, are you, is that purpose, is it glorifying God? Is it bringing glory? Is it bringing praise? Is it bringing honor to God? A lot of times we compare ourselves to other people. You ever do that? You ever compare yourself to other people? If you don't, that's all right, I'll let you lie. Because <laughs> you're just lying to yourself. I remember doing that as a kid. Do you ever, did you do that as a kid? I did that in grade school. I remember that. I remember doing that. And if I'm honest, I've done it as an adult. We compare ourselves to other people. And it convinces us that our abilities just don't stack up to other people. So we're not very valuable. It causes us to feel that we're not good enough. We tend to focus on our failings and our shortcomings. And that's why we love to see the failings and shortcomings of other people because it makes us feel better about ourselves. John chapter 15 and verse 16, Jesus said this. Oh, this, you got to grab a hold of this. Okay, guys, you got to grab a hold of this. You did not choose me, but I chose you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. God chose you. For some of us in this room, I'll bet you that is a thought that is like a butterfly flying around your mind or your heart and you won't let it land. Because you can't believe it. God chose you. He selected you to accomplish his purpose. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, the apostle Paul says this. It's another hard one. For we are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. He chose you and he equips you with abilities to accomplish his purpose. I want you to understand something. When we compare ourselves to other people, we think that we don't have the abilities. And I want you to understand that the way we think about abilities, I don't think God is as concerned about as we are. In fact, I think God really doesn't care nearly as much about your ability as he does about your availability. Are you available to him with whatever gift 
he has given you, whatever abilities that he has given you, are you available to his purpose? Are you available to his plan for your life? Because if you are, then it doesn't matter the gifts that you have because God already understands how he wants to use those things. When we live out God's purpose, we bring glory to God. We are his choice using the abilities that he has given us to accomplish his plan. I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. He said, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it for the glory of God. He made you. He chose you with purpose in mind. And he wants to get the glory. And if you will do it because it is God's purpose for you, it, he will receive the glory. And number four, we've got to determine to live with purpose. Are you living life with a sense of purpose? Purpose is not a destination. As much as you want to think about it as that. Purpose may be something that you feel like is a, is a far-reaching goal that you think God has for you. Purpose is not a destination. Purpose is the journey. Purpose is the journey. We don't wake up one day and realize, I'm here. I made it. God's purpose. No, we're, we're, we need to be intentional about living that out every single day. Because that's what his purpose is for us. It's an everyday purpose, not an eventuality purpose. Are you intent on God's purpose for your life? Romans chapter 8, Paul says this in verse 28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Does our purpose, do our purposes align with God's purpose? Is your purpose worth living for? Is the purpose that you have, have you decided that I'm going to live out God's purpose and whatever that is, that's going to be my direction. That is my calling. Maybe God has been speaking to you and you've been trying to talk yourself out of it. God's been speaking purpose directly into your heart and you've been trying to get away from it as far and as fast as you possibly can by telling yourself that you're not talented enough, that you're not smart enough, that you're not strong enough, that you have too, too checkered of a past, that the tattoos on your arms somehow negate you from God being able to use you. Instead of a thousand reasons why you can't do something, you need one good reason why you can. I want you to know that God created you for a purpose and a plan, and that purpose is to bring glory to himself. And we need to determine that we're going to live a life of purpose. Doing what you were made to do. I'm going to invite you to stand with me as we close the service today. And as I said earlier, I'm going to invite people, and I, it doesn't matter if you are a 
teach Royal Rangers or Impact. It doesn't matter if you lead a connect group or if you're a deacon. It doesn't matter if you're a greeter. I, I, it doesn't matter. I want you to come right now and line this front and face this way. Thank you for moving quickly. Yep. And this morning as we close our service, in, in just a couple minutes, the worship team, yep, you can. some of you can stay here in the front. It's, it's all good. Um, spread out further if you have to. But as we close this service, in just a minute, we're going to sing. But before we do that, let's pray. Father, we come to you today and we realize that there's an awful lot in this world that is fighting against your purpose in our lives. And God, I believe that there are people here today, whether they're out in the hub or or in the wiggle room with their children, or here in the sanctuary, or watching through church online this morning, but they have really been fighting this issue of purpose. What is my purpose? Why am I here, God? Why did you make me? And today you're asking them to take a step, a step of faith, to step out and to agree with someone in prayer. Your word says where two or three agree as touching any one thing. And today, Father, we want to agree that you have a purpose for our lives. This morning, if the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you, if you, and you might think that's just been your voice, I'm guaranteeing you it's not your voice, it's the Holy Spirit nudging you, moving you. And you want to have a sense of God, what is my purpose? I want you to just step out, come and stand with one of these folks that's here and they're going to pray with you this morning. Do not, don't let yourself be afraid. Don't let yourself be concerned. What is someone going to think of me? I want you to just step out immediately. Don't wait. Just, just step out if that's you. Don't wait another second. Don't wait another moment. I want you to just step out. I'm not going to pause too long here. We're going we're gonna to sing together. But you just step up to someone and let them pray with you this morning. Don't be afraid. Don't be concerned. They want to see God's purpose and plan in your life. I'm going to have the worship team lead us while we're praying together. Those of you, when you have somebody come up, just begin to pray with them. Just begin to, to, uh, to ask them just maybe their name just to get acquainted if you don't know them. But let's just begin to pray for them. Father, I pray that in the next few moments there will be a sense of purpose. Lord, that is established that we'll be on a journey to know the purpose that you have created for us. Those of you that are still out in, the, in the, the sanctuary here, I just want you to do me a favor. I want you to extend a hand toward these that have come forward. Let's do that just for a second. Just reach out your hand. We're just going to pray for them for a second. Father, we pray, God, in this moment, Lord, that you will speak. God, that you will move. Lord, there's people that are wondering what their purpose is. I pray, God, that today will be a day when the Holy Spirit whispers into their heart and begins to reveal to them the purpose and the plan that you have for them. God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, God. I'm going to have the worship team lead us. And those of you that are at the front, just continue to pray. If you feel like you still would like to come forward, now's the time. Don't wait any longer. Come and stand with someone and let them pray with you. And the worship team is going to lead us. And we're going to worship for another moment. And then we'll dismiss with prayer. But don't let this moment pass you by. Do not be afraid. Father, I pray for those this morning that have been dealing with that question, why am I here? And God, I pray that throughout this week that your Holy Spirit will be speaking to us, will be impressing on us, Lord, the purpose that you have, the plan that you have for our lives. And God, that we will understand that you made us that you created us, that we are special, that you have a plan and a purpose for us. God, may we walk with that truth today. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It has been so great to worship with you today. I pray God's blessing on you. I hope that you'll take a moment, enjoy a cup of coffee and a snack with some friends and get to know people a little bit better. God bless you. Have a great day.